in our home state of Connecticut, we find a lawn care professional with a checkered past who loved tending to his secret garden. William, what did you do? <laughs> I was trying to figure out how you were going to start the intro. I don't. I, I was going to try to be fun. I mean, usually you like a woo, and I was like, we don't need that. It's kind of late. It is. It's late, and because we talk, we've been here for two hours doing nothing but talking to each other before we hit record. Right. We could be better people, and we should be better people, and we should be better people to our listeners. You we guys are deserve so, better. So you deserve better than me. I know that for sure. Um, I mean, I'm the greatest, but it's fine. Right. One of us has to be it, and it's not me. I mean, according to a review, you're problematic, but that's not I mean, I will take that time. I wear it like a badge of honor. Which is hilarious. Because I'm never problematic. Which is hilarious, because I would would never say I'm problematic. We talked about this on the show before. I don't think I'm problematic. I say things that are inflammatory. Inflammatory, yes. Yeah, provocative. Yeah. But never problematic. I've always been like, mm, maybe you shouldn't say that. And you're like, whatever, it's because I'm like, dick sucking teeth. I'm like, chill out. <laughs> chill out, we're here. It's like only in this way some problematic. And I think it's a coping skill. <laughs> I really, I really I think I feel like so. you're, 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 you're so, uh, like controlled and, you know, reserved <laughs> on your other show that here you just kind of and like let go. And I am like, trying to make that show fun because it's politics. And, you know, it takes a toll talking about Trump for a year, so. White girls politicking. That's that Sarah Palin. <laughs> Lamborghini Mercy Swerve. You have a rap swerve. lyric for everything. Speaking of it. swerving, we're talking about <laughs> William Devin Howell today. A home, not even homegrown, just based out of Connecticut, uh, serial yeah, killer. Actually, the most notorious serial killer in Connecticut history. Which doesn't really say much for Connecticut, because in... in yeah. The overall scheme of things, it's like, yeah, but like the other, like he's the most notorious because he had seven kills under his belt. The right. other, I think the other closest one, I can't remember their name. I feel like I just saw it today. Oh my god, I had like three. Like, and is that serial killing? I mean, are you? I mean, underachieving is what I'm hearing. So, I mean, uh, three is still constitutes. I think. I mean, three. I mean, it's way too many people to have killed. <laughs> I'm not taking anything. Away from <laughs> I mean, one is way too many. I mean. I can see if it was like a crime of passion and you were defending yourself, but three premeditated <laughs> murders is way too many. One premeditated murder is way too many. I'm not condoning it. I'm not condoning a crime of passion either. I think you need better coping skills. Well, I mean, I've thought, <laughs> I've thought about like what would drive me to have to, to, to murder. And there are very few things that would like spark me like that like killing one of my little ones would make me want to rip your head off right like protection like if i'm not protection i'm talking like you had had taken out one of my little ones like my nieces and nephews i'd probably find you yeah (laughs) they wouldn't be like a stop my babies and like leap on you and kick you off a roof it'd be like knocking on your front door like delivery (laughs) (laughs) cable guy (laughs) i agree and i would go down with no shame i'll be like look this is what happened i did it do you remember that there's a meme of this like black lady it was just like she was arrested for doing something she had that like weird side eye smirk on her face like it just said yeah i fucking did it like it was my favorite thing ever it was like a mugshot it was just like the side smirk like and she'll be like, homegirl looks like she'd do it again. <laughs> well, that would be me if you mess with my family members. That would be me if you come within an inch of my mac and cheese or fuck up a mac and cheese recipe. But that's not why we're here. We're here to discuss William Devin Howell, notorious Connecticut serial killer. I wish there was more going on in our beautiful blue state. Ah! No, because already this is like some of my stomping grounds. So I'm like, nah, I'm good. So like you couldn't find like a Fairfield County one. Like you couldn't find something like all the way down. Our listeners probably don't know anything about Fairfield County. Well, you know, like just away from us. Like this is not too far. Well, see, this is this only this only uh, has connection to D because D decided to find D in New Britain, Connecticut, where <laughs> where Willie Will was uh was uh, stomping out. You lying because at the time he was arrested, you were down there too. So no, that's him. Well, not really. Yeah, I mean, kinda. he was arrested in 2003. I started college. I went to Central Connecticut State uh, <laughs> in 2007. So it was four years after. He was already locked up. So still. 2007 is what we'll get to it. <laughs> so 2007 is when everything kind of came to him and they started fine. I remember that being a, a story when I 
this is before I started school, but I remember that being a story when I, like, I was accepted and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Um, they f- them finding bodies in New Britain. I was like, okay, what's new? Like, it's so new this Brent. is you were like, this is good for my degree. So I'm no, gonna be- like new news reporters always try to fi- try to pretend that like that New Britain is a suburban, like you know, yeah. idyllic town. And I'm like, yeah. have you seen it's Arch kinda, Street? It's kind of dingy. So I was like, how many times I've never mind. I was like, that's I, a story what, for what? another day. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of things I've done that I'm not proud of in New Britain, especially downtown. <laughs> You do what you gotta do, bro. You know? I don't play no I don't play no games. I don't want no frauds. <laughs> Either way, so William Howard uh, William Howard. It's like William Dever Howell, which is We're just gonna call him Willie Howell because I feel he looks like a Willie. If you guys can see I'm we're gonna attach a photo. He looks like um, a thumb. Absolutely. Do you remember Spy Kids? Those you ever seen the movie Spy yeah, I've Kids? Seen the place, but I don't well, remember the it. thumb, they had, like the henchmen were like just five thumbs like the arms were thumbs the legs were thumbs and the head was a thumb i don't remember that <laughs> that's what willie howell looks yeah, like yeah but he looks like a thumb like if i if i take this picture and put it next to him we're gonna post it on our like instagram there's page. gonna be a link yeah i'm gonna page. take a picture of Doesn't my matter. thumb and then like a picture of like inside by side <laughs> this is not we're, we, we're sitting here dragging him he deserves it but right. <laughs> the point is that we don't know the the fun thing about this case is that we don't know too much about willie howell because he was a he was a little bit of a, a floater a little bit of a drifter um we like the one person in uh k howard the woman writing a book on him is the one who knows most of the autobiographical or biographical um information but she chose not to share it because she's trying to make as much money as yeah, possible. Yeah, she she didn't want to talk to us. She's actually an attorney, so that's we funny. We could have advertised your book, but fine sis. Do what you got to do. I sent her a Facebook message and she was like red. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like how does he know that she saw it? But okay, I I see. No, and on Facebook when you send messages, the if they read face. it, you see the face. Yeah, the yeah. face. Yeah. So I was like, mm. cuz I thought you emailed, but it clearly no, she I said, was No, it's okay, not- fam. <laughs> Did you send it from a podcast? No, send it from myself. I said, hey, I do a podcast called What Did You Do? Um, True Crime. And I love, I'm from Connecticut. And this happened in Connecticut. You seem to know a lot about what this guy did in Connecticut. Want to help a brother out? And she was like, red, 12.57 p.m. All right. So oh. well, but what we do know about Willie Howell is that he was originally from Hampton, Virginia. And he spent most of his early 20s kind of in and out of jail on drug-related crimes. Because why not if you look like a thumb? He later drifted his, you know, hefty bag ass up to Connecticut, where he had been working some odd jobs, uh, which is kind of fine. Um, just to give you a little, sh- a little uh, idea of what Willie looks like while you're listening to this, he was a svelte five nine, two hundred twenty plus pound man with dirty blonde hair and a goatee, mm. and he looked like a thumb. And he looked like a thumb with his with his a few tattoos, one of them being his middle name on his bicep. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. That ruined the name Devin for me. I used to like that I'm name. I'm just sitting here thinking about thumbs. And it's bothering <laughs> he does really me look so like, much. He, lo- he really does look like a thumb, though. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so there's uh, there's something in this case that I really want to really point out before we get going. Because one of his victims uh, was trans. Um, and tons of these articles keep misgendering her. And it bothers me so much. Which one? Which which one was trans? Yeah. Uh, God. Uh, we'll get to her name because I have the list of. Well, her her name before she transitioned, I think, was James Winsfe- Winslow. Is the one that. that was the guy? Yeah, because there was one that they keep saying is the guy. Well, Danny Lee Winston Wins Wisnant. Okay, is was trans, and I think her name was. I gotta scroll on down, down the road. You gotta ease on down, ease on down, ease on down the road. Janice Roberts was her name. Hmm. Oh, her given, her given I name at birth yeah. was Danny Lee, and they keep saying that she was a transgender male. I'm like, that's not what that means. They tried. <laughs> it's like, they it just tried. pisses me off so much. Yeah, well, yeah, they kept saying male, and I was like, huh? I was like, these one of these things are not like the other. Can we not <laughs> say that if she's a transgender woman, like you're not transgender man or a transgender man? That's not what it means. Being a transgender male, like just just say what Connecticut say what was doing the best that they could. No, they're doing the least with the most <laughs> usually, and it bothers me the fuck. So what we do? So this is how we discover um, we discover Willie. Willie was a lawn. Uh, lawn service professional doing some odd jobs, you know, mm-hmm. doing what he does and which bothers me, but whatever. And you know, he drove this blue 1985 40 Econoline van with 
two broken windows covered by plywood trash. You know, you can never trust vans. I hate vans. Especially um, with broken windows covered with plywood sitting in stop and shop parking lots. That too. Which bothers me. I can't like, even sit in a stop and shop parking lot for too long in my little car. So why does he get to sit there with his broke down van and no one question him? Right. I get, you know, there's so many times where I go, like, I'll stop and I'll eat, like, Taco Bell before I got to pick up somebody. Right. And I'll just pull off in, like, the, you know, the Target parking lot. And I'm sitting there and then, like, a security person will roll up next to me. I'm like, nigga, can I eat my nacho fries a piece? Security like- <laughs> person, random cop, they're just like staring at you and you're like eating your food. And it's the same. I eat in my car all the time. Right. I'm like, can I binge and eat like, without being watched? And so you could park your whole ass broke down van in a parking lot and no one we, this even thinks. about to be a conversation about privilege, but we're not going to talk about it right <laughs> okay, here. Fine, we but it's we, a thing. We won't do it here. Especially this, so his sign had to- <laughs> His van had a sign that said "Quality Lawn Service." Call Devin with his primo marketing skills. Basic. So, but we find (laughs) I'm not laughing about this. You you are. I'm not. So the reason we discover uh, Willie Howell here is because (laughs) because he got caught out. He thought he was slick. He thought he was slick, but he's not. So in 2003. On July 31st, Brenda Torres reported to Weathersfield Police, Weathersfield, Connecticut, guys. Oh, I just love seeing Connecticut represented so well. That her sister, Nilsa Arismendi, which I'm butchering that and I'm sorry, um, who lived at a local motel, had not been heard from for about seven days. And Torres told police her sister was a heroin user and a prostitute and was living in the motel with her boyfriend, Angel Sanchez, or Angel Sanchez, for y'all who don't understand what kind of Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Spanish accent I'm getting. I right didn't, now. nope. Mm-hmm. I missed it. I <laughs> so, missed it. Fun, fun side note uh, her boyfriend was a, <laughs> Angel Sanchez was a convicted drug dealer. <laughs> and, well, thus, and thus immediately. <laughs> Was the suspect a suspect exactly <laughs> with an, and a heroin user and prostitutes um, <laughs> disappearance of course, but talking about this how this how early it was you can tell this how early it was two thousand three, but he was cleared after passing a polygraph test because <laughs> we know those things are one hundred percent all the time. Oh man, if only. I mean, I could probably pass a polygraph. I cannot. I'm a horrible liar. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm good at lying, but I can probably. I can probably believe what I'm saying enough to make you believe it too. I cannot. <laughs> I could probably make it work. You don't ever want me to be like a partner in any crime that you have because I'll be the first one to rat you out like accidentally because I'll start sweating. My nose will start sweating. <laughs> Shit, like I don't. <laughs> Lordy. So Sanchez, <laughs> Sanchez, uh, Torres's boyfriend told police that he and, um, Nilsa, I'm not going to keep calling her by her last name because that's long, uh, had allowed Willie, uh, to stay overnight in their hotel room and the three of them would smoke crack together. This is not funny. Th- this, this is not funny. I'm trying so hard to keep it together. But it's, if you guys knew my past, like I know. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a recovering addict or anything. But I've had a lot of drug use in my family, and I'm like, of course you sat in a motel. So is this a usual thing to have random people though? Like, because he's like random. No, when you have drug, when you're a drug, Sanchez was a drug dealer. So of yeah. course you invite. Like, when you're a drug dealer, you get you have strange bedfellows, like figuratively. So it's most uncommon, ridiculous, random people you'll befriend or um latch yourself onto. So it's not ridiculous for you to come up and meet a guy who drives a broken down blue Econoline and say, hey man, you trying to get some rock? You trying to blow some rock? And you're like, yeah man, I got it. But the Sanchez says the last time he saw Nilsa was about 2.30am on July 25th, 2003. Now that date means something to me. <laughs> Where were you? It was actually one of my, it was one of my first uh, gay dates. It was, oh. it was after, um, it was right before um, I went to Bible camp. <laughs> <laughs> there is so many things that just went on in that sentence. We have a murder, we have a gay date, and then we have Bible camp. Hey, and that was like a whole lot on that day. There was there was a whole lot. That I happened. hope it wasn't in New Britain. No, it was in it was. Not enough people need to know all that. But <laughs> it was right before I went to high school. I went to high school that August, and I also destroyed my ankle that weekend too. So I thought that was God getting back at me. Was for it a long during time. the date you destroyed that? No, I broke my ankle playing catch the flag at camp. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst injury that's ever happened to me. I was in a cast forever, man. I w- it took like months to recover from that. Like it was destroyed. I like, shattered my growth plate. It was a mess. Ooh. So, but this is the fun part about everything. So I don't think anything is fun. No, this is the fun part about this because this shows this shows you about New Britain police. So because Hal was a drifter, 
<laughs> this is not funny. So the police lost track of him. They had several warrants out for his arrest on misdemeanor charges, but the police lost track of him uh, and could not find him. But shout out to North Carolina <laughs> because on November 28th, he was missing for like six months. <laughs> Why are police so bad at their job when they have nothing else? To- New Britain has nothing else to do. No. Don't get me wrong. Art Street is wild. But everything else, like, what are you doing with your time? There's, like, 3,000 police officers. Uh, whatever. So, November 8, 2003, November 28, 2003, the North Carolina sheriff pulled over Howell for a motor vehicle violation. You know, he probably failed the signal or whatever. They saw this broken down van. It was like they thought they had a good one. Um, they probably did. <laughs> while driving in Derrick County. And now, here we go. Sorry, Weathersfield police, concerned they were going to lose him, had convinced North Carolina to hold him until they can show up and serve a warrant violating probation in Connecticut. Because mind you, he's been in and out of jail for years. Like he, like, of course he's on probation. Of course he's on, you know, he got paroled and everything. Like it's got, it's a problem. So wouldn't you think that if you're, you got locked up in North Carolina, that two Connecticut police officers showing up to talk to you, you're like, why do you come all the way out here for a misdemeanor? He didn't connect that. Mm. Like, what are you doing here? So, you know what I re- didn't realize? I don't know why I didn't realize it. They didn't find Nelsa's body till like, that's her name, right? Nelsa. Nelsa. Yeah. Body till like 2015. Yeah. So like sidebar, like I just noticed that. Right. So I went looking for this because that's when I, when I was researching this, I wanted to be able to create some kind of a timeline, which is super hard in this case because they didn't find it's bodies. Sca- yes. Oh he was already God, in jail yes. for this disappearance, but they had no body. Right. But we'll get to that too. But there was like, so there's seven bodies and I'm like, okay, so this is obituary i saw the the funeral home like obituary mm-hmm. it's like 2015 and then in the obituary it says nilson went to home to be with the lord in 2003 i'm like well god damn what does that feel like <laughs> to have to write that right. knowing your your sister has been missing for 12 years right and like oh it's a mess so at least they got closure somewhat kind of and so <laughs> the weatherfield detective his name is robert Darone, showed howell a picture of nilsa and immediately, and Darone says that Howard appeared shocked and stated, I don't want to speak to you without my attorney present. I'm going to exercise my right to remain silent because he's been through this a million times. We're going to talk about him and his actions later, too, because they, they aggravate me. So a, so the police kind of scoured his van and they found that in the center vertical, a cushion in the middle seat, I think, uh, blood had soaked through a cushion um, and the and it was genetically similar to Nilsa's. And other bloodstains couldn't be identified, but police theorized that it came from another victim. Not only that, they found <laughs> this is not funny. Why am I laughing? Six darkly lit uh, videotapes of him having bizarre sex with women. Yes, but their faces weren't in the camera. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what constitutes bizarre? What's bizarre sex? sex? It's like, is this like violent sex? Is it rape? And you're not calling it what it is, or is it like you know how they like to sugarcoat stuff? It right. probably was like straight up rape. Especially when it comes to rape. Like, say what you mean and mean what the fuck you say. Caucasian criminals. Like, they're not gonna... I mean, say that. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's rape. Right. Like, there's like the one, one of the things that pissed me off, I was reading an article once, and it said non-consensual sex. I'm like, there are two types of sex. There is consensual sex and there and is rape. Right. There's no, there's no such thing as non-consensual well, sex. Because yeah. that implies that it's an act that people are still getting in. I'm like, no, it's rape. Call it what it is. If someone isn't consenting, you're raping them. So it just irritates the whole hell out of me. But let's talk about what happens when he gets locked up. <laughs> so what happens is they have all this information and Howell decides to take a plea. He pleads out mm-hmm. because he, the quote states that they, there's a thousand lies about me. There's a mountain of lies about me and there's an ounce of truth, but that ounce of truth was be enough to convict me. So I, and he tries to pay himself as this, like, as this nice mm-hmm. guy. So he's like, I just want to be able to give the victim's family some closure and respect them in this time. Still to this day, like, that's his, uh, it aggravates me when I heard him talking on that document. It's still to this day his thing. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. He's I'm a nice, nice guy. I want to give you closure. I, I feel bad for the families, but we'll talk about later about when the, he's acts about these victims, how he acts. Exactly. Which, which really annoys me. 
Now let's talk about jailhouse snitches because <laughs> I love them. Why jailhouse snitches are the best? They make SVU so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> homeboy got ratted out. Yeah, he did. He got ratted out. Homeboy, like you. See, the problem with killers is they get super cocky mm-hmm. and they start talking so much. And like, do you not realize like? I, if, yo, if I got locked up and my cellmate was like, yo, so I killed this girl, right? And only because I was trying to get whatever, she wouldn't let me. So I killed her and then I did all these things to her and I hit her body here. If I could get out early by sharing some information. I'm telling. Oh, your ass is, your ass is frying. I'm telling. I'm snitching. I'm telling. Like, I'm, no, I'll be the first one to be like, ooh. <laughs> Mommy. Mommy, I'm not calling the CO mommy. What the fuck I look like? I mean, I'd be the first on one to be like, oh, word, bro. What if the CO is cute? I'd be like, yo, that's wild. Be like knocking on the bar. He's like, yo, CR, go see her. Come here. Come here. <laughs> um, yo, when we all go to lunch, I got something to tell you because my homeboy over here running his mouth and I'm, I might know where to find a body. <laughs> Hook up your boy. I'm the first one. So, Thomas Rodriguez, mm-hmm. an informant snitch. <laughs> for, for, for Detective Duran, uh, he met Hal for the first time in the recreation area at the Cheshire Correctional Institute, which I know Cheshire residents see that that thing is still there. Like that. They act like it's not there. I, you know, I didn't know for a long time that it's there was. It's directly across the street from a school. Right. You, so and, I didn't, like, I had to go up there because I think I had to do something for. I forgot what I had. A, there's a lot of things over there, like state stuff over there, and that there side is. of the yeah. So I had to do something for the city, like return something, or my friend left something, whatever, and I had to give it to. I think the Department of Ed is over there too, and um, I see the prison and I see a school, and it's on this. Don't get me wrong, the prison is this huge, green, sprawling hill. It's, it's gorgeous. It's, <laughs> it's gorgeous. Whoever, who, it's not Willie landscaping that bitch, but. It's like, <laughs> You would sit there, you look at it like, you know what, this doesn't look too bad. You, I've accidentally taken a left up the street next to the, because oh. there's two streets, like, there's a street that leads into the prison gates, and there's a street that goes next to, like, parallel to the prison. I've taken that left too early, and I pulled up, and I was like, oh, no, this this is prison prison. <laughs> <laughs> like, these high fences and barbed wire, no, this is prison this prison. Is this is where prison. they hold killers at. This, right. is, this is not low, this is not, like, low security prison. So, yeah, I, I don't even realize, and that's pretty close to me too all of these places are very close yeah i love this why do you i don't know why you love it makes this. me happy because we're i mean we're gonna talk about cheshire in future episodes there's a, yes. there's a very wild crime yes. and incident again police dropping the ball in cheshire connecticut and that's gonna be like episode 10 i'm connecticut just gonna call it police now. are never ready Never, unless you're a state trooper trying to catch someone going 65 and a 55, and I then mean, all of a sudden they're suddenly me, on time. Let me live my best life speeding, and how about you kill these murders? I've never gotten a speeding murders. ticket. What? Because I'm cute. <laughs> so either way, Thomas Rodriguez, a snitch, informant, said, told, uh, had said that Howell told him he wanted a speedy trial because he had beat the bleep out of her in the back of his van. Broke her nose and threw her out of the van. He said he has to hurry up and rush the case because it's all circumstantial right now. And he doesn't know, he doesn't want there to be a body found. He also stated that he fucking hated prostitutes. Now, or hated fucking prostitutes, I'm sorry. So this is where I want to start breaking some things down right. to. Right. Because we're, we're ha- about halfway through this right now, guys. And right. So I have a clip that I might play later if I can get it to work. Because <laughs> you know phones. Um... <laughs> So he has this idea of women. So mm-hmm. we also have to touch on his relationship with Ann K. Howard, who is an attorney from Torrington, Connecticut, right. by trade, by training, mm-hmm. by education. She's an attorney, passed the bar. That's if you look at her YouTube, she has tons of YouTube videos talking, like giving legal, quote unquote, advice or guidelines about certain things, informing you about your rights and what how to proceed with certain things. She's like that girl, pretty blonde, older woman, whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess you know maybe Willie's type. Um, she does a lot of defending herself um, in a lot of the recordings. So she's recorded a lot of phone calls. That's not the point. The point is that in those recordings and those phone calls, she's telling, she tells us about, he talks about prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And he says he doesn't under, he doesn't really know when his hatred of prostitutes started, but he does have a sex addiction. And that's something that if you have a sex addiction, addiction, sex addiction, prostitutes are totally going to be part of that. Right. Like that's easy access to that kind of that gratification. Like you're right. not, you're not going to sit down, go to a bar, swipe right on Tinder for 20 hours until someone says yes. You might. I mean, if you've got time, that's not really an addiction, but. 
He also sees them. He also sees them in a different light. So he sees them as bad people. And no matter how many times Anne tries to paint it, like they're just good people caught up in bad situations, usually driven by drug addiction. They're like, well, I'm sure they were good people at one time. But he sees, he sees this as him, as him doing the world a favor. There's one less terrible person in the world. There's one less, um, mooch or, you know, kind of drain on society in the world. Like he's doing the Lord's work. And I'm pretty sure that the Lord's work doesn't involve killing the least of us. So. No. It was one of those things, and he also he also says that he's able to turn it on and off, which bothers me. Um, he says that he there's plenty of girls he's met and drank with in bars and bought drinks for that he would never think about raping and killing. But what? he's like, but prostitutes, he wouldn't think twice. But let's talk about his victims. His victims weren't really prostitutes, weren't? Not all no, of them, I but mean... some of them. Like he's killed, he's raped six other and killed seven. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean the. Again, the seventh, the one who didn't get raped was uh, was Janice Roberts, the trans woman who he tried to initiate in sex acts, and once found out once that she was trans, out, yeah. strangled the fuck out of her and right. killed her regardless because men don't know. <laughs> Cis men make me so mad. But I have a clip here um, talking about homeboy, and I'm gonna play it right now about his uh, how he feels about prostitutes and regular people. Give it a listen. And, and shoot her dope. She'd, she'd shoot her dope and she'd just chill out and we'd sit there and we'd talk for her, like, you know, a couple of hours or something sometimes. And, you know, just, just a place for her to chill out and, and feel safe. And yet, and then I'd go pick up another prostitute and murder her and kill her, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, There's it, no I, I can't, yeah, I can't figure it out myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I've, I've got the heart or the lack thereof to go and, and murder these people and then I see uh, a marriage proposal on the TV and I'm bawling like a little baby in tears you know what I mean I, I don't understand it you know yeah. I mean I, I know I have compassion and I know I'm a compassionate person and I have you know feelings for for human beings in, in general but yeah. I just didn't associate it toward these prostitutes that I killed you know what I mean yeah. to me they were like they were just like objects I didn't even I don't know. I I got past that somehow. You know what yeah. I mean. I, I'm not sure how, but they were just. I just used them for 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 my my pleasure, my satisfaction, mm-hmm. and, and I killed them. And and I justified it by saying the streets are cleaner, and they put themselves in the position. You know what I mean. So. Ugh, that make me sick. But either way, not uh, all of them. Most of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So either way, but before he could go to trial, he accepted a plea bargain, um, and he decided he pleaded guilty to first degree manslaughter on January 30th, 2007. That's actually close to the date that I said, yes, I'm going to go to Central Connecticut State, three miles away from the world. I love how you're able to relate this crime to all your significant life events. Well, I remember getting the, the acceptance letter and being like, yeah, cool. Um, I'm waiting for Lehigh. <laughs> and it came. Because I got accepted everywhere I applied. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a bad... <laughs> wow. I am. So, on January 30, 2007, he, uh, he pleaded guilty to manslaughter. That was just weeks before a hunter, good old hunting Connecticutans, nutmeggers, stumbled upon the skeletal remains of 55-year-old Diane Cusack, Jovelyn Martinez, 24, and Mary Jane Maynard, all behind this new Britain strip mall. So you can say Mary Jane's age, she's 40. You just kindly left out her age. Who? Mary Mary Jane, she was 40. <laughs> okay, well, who cares about four years? <laughs> 55, I feel like, girl, that's... Significant? I mean, that's where my life plan ends at 55. After that, I'm winging it. So I was like, shout out to you, <laughs> Diane. Uh, Joveline Martinez, I understand what it's like to be 24 and just kind of live in life. So I'm you glad you said Joveline because I couldn't pronounce that. Joveline, Joveline? It was going to happen. It bothers me so much. But this is, again, this is uh, bothers me because they keep misgendering Janice. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. It's not hard. Well, it is for Connecticut. All right. So they, they start finding these, um, <laughs> this hunter discovered these bodies and immediately mm-hmm. they realize that all of these people have gone missing around the same time that they had lost track of, uh, Willie Howell here. Isn't that funny? Right. How these things work out. Isn't that hilarious? So they went back. <laughs> they went back. And it because... Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, they went back on April 28 and found, um, oh God, how do you say that name? Which name is it? Try it. Cam- Camille- Camille- Camilliani. Camilliani. There it is. And Camillini. Camillini and three other victims. Was that Nelsa? Including Nelsa? That was Nelsa, but that was also 2015. We've skipped ahead a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Danny, which is a transgender female. They keep saying male. Transgender. Well, male and female is sex. That, and I think this yeah. is going to be, this is going to be the, um, this is going to be the educational portion of what did you do? <laughs> hey, hey, let's talk about gender. And to simplify it, gender is not very simple, but to simplify it, gender is up what's in your head. Gender is something that is performative. Gender isn't something that's biological. A lot of you people might believe that, but you are wrong. Um, science says otherwise. So, <laughs> gender is, mental gender is in your, gender is upstairs. Sex is what your body is. So, they are, you can't be a trans, you can be a transgender with a male, transgendered person, transgender person with a male body. But you would say that this was a transgender woman. Right. Or you would say it was a transgender man. You don't say it's a transgender female because then, Let's just say what it, just say what you mean and mean what you say. Like, if you just don't, if you're gonna misgender them, just say, just call them a man and disrespect them. Don't, like, don't try to be right while still being wrong. It irritates the hell out of me. Right. Oh my and God. And one of the body was also still unidentified and is still unidentified. It is. It's a mess. And you know, <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. You guys. You're laughing at the police work. I feel like <laughs> it's just the fact they the lost him work? for they lost him for eight months. <laughs> Homeboy was doing nothing but rolling around New Britain in a shitty blue van. And there are a lot of cops in New Britain too. Because it's, New, it's a city, it's a college town. That's why. And so I'm like, you're sitting, you're driving around New Britain in this shitty blue Ford Line van that stands out because you have two missing fucking windows, high off fucking crack, and no one is stopping you. I'm just like, how the hell does this happen? Listen, the other night I was in New Britain and I got lost um, going to, and maybe I will stop going out in New Britain, but I was going to the pharmacy to get a charger for my phone because it's the middle of the night and I can't live without my phone. And so I went out and this cop started to follow me at like 12 in my little sedan. Your little Kia. You're right. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to give away car titles because then like... It's a Kia, sis. Like, I'm not saying, I didn't say your license plate number. I drive a Hyundai. Like, it's all whatever. (laughs) Don't give away my car details. Like, you drive a Kia. So does like 24 million other people. They might come from my problem. Well, Kia's problematic. I'm sure all car brands are problematic. Um, Especially Dodges and Fords. Built Ford tough. Are you, though? (laughs) but, But I like the Charger. What charger? The Dodge Charger. Oh, the Do- everyone loves the oh, Dodge Charger. See, I used to work for Enterprise, and it used to piss me off. Like every hood dude would be like, "Yo, I'm trying to get that charger. You got them chargers for what, bro? You got to bring it back on Sunday. So why the fuck are you concerned? Like, don't if you're trying to stunt and go to the club. Look, just go to the fucking club in a Hyundai Elantra. No one's going to see where you drove. They are going to impress that you drove to begin with. Like that is enough for most of these people in these clubs. Like, don't get me wrong. If I'm not impressed by anything anybody drives, the amount of money you make doesn't move me. That's because I've evolved. All right. I've, <laughs> it's like, I'm not here for it. So we don't need a charger for you to be fancy. It's a Dodge. So it's American made. It's not German like, engineering. I just irritated me. I feel like you're a little angry. <laughs> well, if you had to rent to these people and have to talk about like people like, Oh man, I really want that charger, man. And this is going to come back smelling like weed and black ice air fresheners. I don't think so. <laughs> You know exactly what I'm talking about. African American. This sounds like it was parked on Martin Luther King Boulevard. (laughs) I said I wasn't going to laugh this episode because I hate my laugh. I hate you so much. It bothers me. I hate you so much. Black ass and weed. Because you know know that smell. I know you know that smell. Don't you? Most likely read. Okay. So oh. we're going to talk about the victims in this case because these are the bodies that started to be discovered. Uh, like I said, he. This is so funny that he was arrested. He was already doing time. He was already doing time 
for Nilsa's uh, for Nilsa's uh, mm-hmm. murder and disappearance. They had nobody when they they had nobody when he was when he pled guilty. Right. They just had the DNA in his car. But you know, I mean, you gotta stick with your lie. You gotta start lying as I don't know how that blood got there. You can't just be like, "Yup, that's me. Take me out." But <laughs> so, and to be fair, he would have been out. He if he if he had not been uh caught, those hunters had not stumbled upon those uh, bodies and those remains. He would have gotten out next year. He only was only he only he was only sentenced to fifteen years for manslaughter, right. first degree. Mm-hmm. So, but victims, because we're gonna talk about them. You have, you got it. Uh, yeah. Cool, I'll wait. But it's important to remember that all these victims, though, like they were they were hard up on life. None of these people mm-hmm. were just living their best life all the time. You know, these people were struggling. There's he knew he, he knew how to pick them. He really did. Right. And it's disgusting that he went so far out of his way to get in everyone else's. So, let's start with we're going to start in order here. Well, not actual order, but the order in which I have them. Um Melanie Ruth Camellini, she was 29 years old. She was a mother of two from Seymour. Seymour, which is a more affluent I like, don't know why you bigged it up like that. I don't like, know what? why. I, <laughs> something about I was on this youth, I was on this youth retreat last weekend, and it was from all the kids from different campuses of my church. And every time we, me and the Waterbury kids walked into a room, we'd be like, "Dirty," <laughs> and it's the worst thing ever. So every time we walked, "Dirty," this shot at top of our lungs. I don't care. But Seymour is definitely not one of those towns. Seymour is a more affluent, more. Yes, um, it is. This less melanated town. Absolutely. Um, The cops are terrible there as well. I don't go in there. There are certain places I don't go. Um, Went missing January 1st, 2003. So that's awful. That's New Year's. And her kids were, you know, missing their mom. Um, she was living in Waterbury, was seen in the area with two men the last time they seen her. She was. Um, known to have substance abuse problems. She would regularly disappear for a long time. Um, and her body was discovered, um, in the shopping area and identified in 2015. Can we talk about his shopping area? Because this is his. I don't remember. Okay. I'm trying to put to memory where in New Britain the shopping area is. I said it's, it's almost near West Farms. So it's, um, oh. it's Corbin, uh, Avenue, Avenue or Street. It was right before, like, you've seen the sign for like Corbin Corners. Yeah. 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 Uh, Corbin's Corner. So yeah. it's down that, it's near there. It's like, not West. Um, it's Corbin and there's another street. I think it is West Main or West Avenue or something like that. But I know the shopping center because there's a Shell gas station now. I don't know. I don't know if it's always been a Shell, but I think it's a Shell now. Mm-hmm. And then the McDonald's is like right before the Shell. I feel like I, I kind of know where it is. It's it's right. I used there. to go to West Farms. A lot. Like I think the hibachi place is there now. Like the Korean barbecue. I'm, no, I'm, no, that's wait. I'm, I'm going way far. I'm going towards West Farms tomorrow. I'm gonna go. Go drive through. Drive I'm, through I'm after gonna you. go over there. But he had referred to. Uh, he has after referred what? To, after you do whatever the hell you do. Oh, I you, thought you were going to jab. I'm not worried about your relationship. <laughs> um, but unless people thought your voice was sexy and they were trying to date you, you have no shot. She's caught up. <laughs> I mean. Um, my, my, my relationship advice for everybody is just to not date. Be like me and be too busy for people. Right? Isn't that the goal? I'm not saying anything. The goal is to be too busy to have a, to have any kind of romantic interest in anybody. You should just have Insta crushes and just admire people from afar. And it's the same thing. Just no physical contact. Don't take his advice, so unless your boyfriend is shitty, don't take his advice. Well, yeah, take just leave him anyway, even if he's good to you. If he doesn't have great credit <laughs> and a lot of money. So the point is, he had he he was burying these people behind this shopping this this shopping mall, this strip mall, and he was referring to this place as his garden, and it's disgusting. And he, in yep. every interview he's had he's, or talked about it, he's like, this place is his garden, his little secret dark garden that he's kind of like sprawled them out within different little plots. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, never mind. It's like, if you're hunting, I mean, it's foresty. I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you're kind of close to civilization. What the fuck are you doing? It doesn't matter. It's Connecticut. Connecticut's don't make sense. <laughs> I was going to say, too, how you hunted and you ended up behind a shopping plaza? Um, Maybe you weren't hunting. Maybe he wasn't hunting for deer. Mm. Robert Hansen showing up wasn't hunting for deer. Mm. Either way, I mean, hunting for dick. I- it's my first one. I just think everyone who sneaks oh, up behind yeah. a McDonald's is just DL trying to sign. I mean, not necessarily DL, but since it was guys, right? It's two guys. It's two dudes hunting. Yeah. It's like, honey, think- me and Jordan are going to on a hunting trip for the weekend. Don't call us. Mm. Some broke back mountain shit. I love Some that broke movie. back dollar menu shit happening in New Britain. <laughs> <laughs> 
bothering me so much. So this is Garden. Then we had that. We had the late great Miss Janice Roberts. Like I said, uh, she had been seen getting to Howell's Blue Van at Stop and Shop in Weatherfield. And I want, I can't wait for this book to come out and for him to do more, um, more interviews and everything. So that way I can understand, like, how was he, cause we don't know much. So how was he luring these women into his van? Like, we know how Nilsa got in because they were, they were quote unquote friends, like drug buddies. That's easy. Like Janice, I don't know. Like maybe Janice, we don't know if it's Janice was a drug addict or not. Maybe he solicited her with like, hey, I got some drugs, want to go party? And if she's jonesing, then she'd probably say yeah. Mm-hmm. Diane Kuzak is what threw me off. So she was a 55-year-old New Britain resident. She disappeared mid-2003. So they last had contact with her, and a police had last had contact with her July 9th uh, during a landlord-tenant uh, dispute. And her remains were found behind that same thing. But she was also known to have a substance abuse problem and had, been, and had contact with her family for years um, and had never been reported missing. So this is the, this is also like serial killers know who to target. Right. People that people are used to going missing for extended periods of time. Like I've had cousins who have dropped off the face of the earth after having like newborns. Right. <laughs> Three and a half weeks later show up like, oh, hey, like there's like, you know, the store was out of milk. <laughs> like, bitch, what? You know, I had to go milk the cows in like Goshen. You know, and then I had to pasteurize everything and homogeneize and everything. And so I'm back here now. Um, how's my child? Oh, it's not mine anymore. I'm sorry. That's, like, <laughs> that's, I, you were going on in a tangent. I was going to let you rock. <laughs> but it's just, it's just so weird. So these are the people yeah. that he knew who he was, he was coming for. People that you would, people, you would expect to go missing for long periods of time. And it, it makes sense that this person would just skip and I don't know where he thought. And people he, with substance abuse issues. Typically, do go missing for a while. Yeah, you go on so you go on bingers. And, yeah, and so I mean, you fuck with me, you get me in the house, and I make a real good buffalo chicken dip. You won't see me for three, four days. <laughs> That's not funny, but I do Marilyn make, Gonzalez. <laughs> I do make a mean buff chick dip, and I usually make a shit ton of it when I make it. So I'm like, man, I gotta finish this. I can't leave this in the fridge. I'm always. <laughs> Charnel, you want to you want to come out? Nah, bruh. I- <laughs> I'm tired as I sit up watching Altered Carbon on Netflix. I have to watch this. Everyone's talking about it. I'm like six episodes in. I think it's only ten episodes long. Is it good? The first episode takes a while to get off the ground, but after that, it's Uh, great. I've been watching The Ritual at the... at the behest of uh, the guys over at Last Podcast on the left, because mm. they're paid to talk about it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it on I think Henry's Instagram, and I was like, "That's what? where I saw it too." I was like, "Put him, let me add it to my list." So last night I started. I watched it like started watching like a week ago, mm-hmm. and it, what was this your foot? Uh, uh, it, it's, it is my foot. Um, <laughs> started watching like a week ago, and I was like, "Oh, this is like these are like English or European people with accents." I thought I was like, "This is gonna be like one of those weird melodramatic things." Um, and then it really picked up. And I was like, oh, this is some, like, weird home on the range meets Blair Witch shit. I'm here for it. So it gets pretty intense. And I'm going to finish it tonight. And then I'm going to stay up all night playing Fortnite. So <laughs> You're supposed to be sleeping. But we're talking about that off mic. We will do whatever I want. <laughs> I said we will. There's a lot of us up here. I, I'm sure there are. <laughs> because um, what was it? God, what was the name? Why are we forgetting? What? Dean Sessions? Yes. He's still there forever. He's he's hiding away. He's like creeping. I can just picture him like his little spindly fingers like leaning over like, oh, did someone call me? Like, <laughs> no one talked to you. Sit down. We'll see you. We'll see you in six episodes. Yeah, a few episodes back. when we need you again. <laughs> Marilyn Gonzalez. She was 26 years old. Another mother of two went missing in 2003. Um, after she left her home, she was also in Waterbury. Um, Dirty. She- Again, she was found behind the West Farm Shopping Center in New Britain on April 28, 2015. Joy Belene Martinez. I love that name so I much. I do too. Or Joy. She went missing on October 10, 2003, but was not reported missing until March 29, 2004. Where, y'all gotta love your folks more. Suspicion <laughs> arose when she did not show up for her birthday party. Word. That's what it took. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's so many holes in this. Like she was, she went missing on the 10th of October. When was her birthday party? How come no one's following up with her so she could say, "Girl, you ready? You excited for your party?" And she was only 23, so like that's something. I don't know. Does she have parents? I don't. She was. So she yeah, was actually she last spot in her hometown of East Hartford. Oh, Shout out to East God. Hartford, where she lived with her mom. Um, she had been a track star way back in the day, her golden years in high school. 
at the time of her disappearance, she was unemployed. Uh, so when, she's not going to work. Mom should be like, "Where is she?" Like you ain't got nothing else to do if you ain't get you ain't making. Why are money. you not home? Exactly. Mm. And then we have Miss Mary Jane, who you were so angry that I didn't age her. Forty year uh, old. She deserved. But she deserved. But this is the thing. So she was a substance abuse counselor from Waterbury, right? Which is like you would think she was. Uh, she'd be like the one to save the other ones or help out the other ones. But mm-hmm. uh, she was actually went missing in New Britain in October two thousand three. Uh, while her daughter was serving overseas in the military, but her remains were found in that shopping plaza in 2007. Right. So he, I, I should say this too, just because I know that a lot of people are wondering, and I just want to let you guys know. So, <laughs> yes, in fact, he was, uh, he was convicted of all these murders. This is not something that is, a. Uh, that is new to anything. No. Um, I mean, it's trash. It, bo- it bothers me so much because he, like there's so much there's so much that should have went into this um like the fact that the, the police dropped so many damn balls uh but either way in November 2017 uh while he was already serving he was like almost done with his 15 years uh prison sentence for manslaughter he was sentenced to 360 years or six consecutive life sentences uh he's currently ser- I think he's serving in gosh was it Gaysner uh where is that I know that. I know all the prisons in Connecticut. Because <laughs> my mama was in one. And I took it upon myself to Google them one year. It doesn't matter. So he, what's really weird about this isn't so much his his crimes. It really isn't so much the fact that, um, you know, he's done these things. It's really the fact that he did all these things and nobody dug deeper. Right. Until Ann K. Howard. And his relationship with her is so weird. And I, yeah. and she's gotten a lot of criticism because she comes off as almost like nonchalant and unmoved by it or almost as if she's like babying him. Yeah. And so she, she has a blog. It's called root8murders.blogspot. Uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, a lot of the articles in there as her defending herself saying like, you know, I know this might seem insensitive. Uh, to the families of the victims and whatnot, but this is a means to an end. There's so much information that we wouldn't have if he didn't share this with me or confess it to me. Uh, so what she's really saying is, I see that you guys are mad, but uh, you should be thanking me. But she should have talked to the victims' families first before yeah, you. Before, before like, you that's the first thing I would have like, done. Yeah, me too. Because you know, you don't. This is somebody's memory. This is somebody's lives. This is somebody. Even if they were, you know substance abusers they were you know like they still deserve some kind of respect and she went ahead and she's like i'm gonna retell this story without contacting any of them and i'm very interested to see how she's going to retell this story because she is oddly like you said coddling him i want to say almost a little pro him and she is she seems i mean i understand wanting to know the other person's side and why they do such things mm-hmm. but the, you also when you do these things like i do a lot of work with abused kids as do you mm-hmm. you know and there's a line you draw on the sand right when it comes to protecting like there's a like in connecticut it's called the department of children and families it's called different things other places but like yeah families are important parents are important but there's a line you draw like right. as parents you deserve some sort of rehabilitation as well to kind of reunify you know the two but like there's a hard, like, I'm always on the side of the kid. And, like, I'm always on the side of the victim. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. She sounds very, like, pro Willie Howell a yeah, lot of times. Yeah. Do you think, I'm going to say it. Hey, you didn't contact like sis, so I don't care. Um, Relationships. Hey. I, 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 I get this She's vibe a mom, of, but. But y'all seen <laughs> Love After Lockup, so. Yo, we're not going mean... to talk about Love After Lockup because. <laughs> we Garrett... do. <laughs> Dude, we need to what episode? Jonna. Yeah. Jonna's daddy gives me everything I needed. <laughs> I mean, Jonna's daddy was disappointed. He he was He's he didn't want anything with anything. Not to nothing. He says, so what is this supposed to mean for me? Like, what is this? What do you have? What do you? He's like, man, I got plans. Oh, so you got plans, but uh, how are you going to provide? How you gonna, right. It doesn't matter. He's, but you're right. But you know what's going on with them now, right? You saw the I Instagram? I haven't seen it. No, don't say oh, anything. okay. I'm not going to ruin it. But, um... But, I mean, I feel like there is some kind of relationship going on that's deeper with them. Yeah, and I think that you have to be really careful about people like this because as as mentally unwell as he is and as, as you know, as troubled as he is, 
most serial killers tend to be great manipulators. Right. And he's only going to tell you all the things. Like, she's like, I just feel like he trusts me. Mm-hmm. And there's a trust we've built together, which is real. When you're investigating a serial yeah. killer and you need to get information from them, you, you need, need to, to build have, a trust. Yeah. But there, again, there's a line in the sand. Mm-hmm. Like, there's got to be, you have to be able to be intellectually and emotionally strong and resilient enough to be able to bounce back from things like that. And come out of it. Like, as soon as you step out of the area or you're done with talking to him, you could, like, at the end of the day, you know, remember that he murdered somebody. Right, seven people. Yeah, like, right. (laughs) So, like, you can't just... I feel like she takes whatever feeling she has during the conversation and brings it outside. And when she's talking about him, she's very, like... He was such a nice guy. He's the kind of guy that, you know, would hold doors for you, would do this for you. It's like she she really paints this really, really nice. So I'm interested to see what's going to be in her book, if she's going to be real. Yeah, because she's, she does a lot of defending of his childhood. And of herself. Right. And, and you, so I'm just, <laughs> and I wonder if it seems like a lot of the victims are minorities. So I don't know if it's a little bit of that, too. Well, what we, well, our, where's our, your alliance? Our buddies, they're not our buddies. They don't know exist, but they will. Our friends at the last podcast on the left talks about, they talk about the least dead all the time. Right. Like the people that you're, that people care the least amount about. Like you care more about brown bodies when they're dead and they're a news story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to know about her, her track record as an attorney. Like who is she representing? And like, Absolutely. these are all things that, that Absol- are going to come because into play. I don't, I think it's, really important too when a person is doing a story like this they have more of a psychology social work anything background. in the human servant background because Law. that's when you could differentiate right with a lawyer i think they especially if it's a defense attorney they have to kind of believe there right. so they they have a little they protect their even person. if you don't believe it you, you you try to you have to like force yourself to so like anything he says to her she's gonna take it like well, maybe he's right, and maybe this. Even if he's been convicted, I think her tendency, because of her background, is to kind of be a little gentle. Where somebody with a psychological background, with a social work background, who does the work that we you do, you want to be very see, like surgical with your approach. Like right. I know what I'm looking for. I'm going to have to get this right. Answer. Like we could, and you have to be able to read between the lines, read between what he's saying. And he's not that smart, so it's not no, like- no. And when I'm looking at the documents and listening to what he's right. talking, when he's saying, that's where I'm coming in. On this, I really was paying attention to that part of the right. story. Like when I'm listening to what he's saying, it just sounded like he was like so like trying to separate himself from what he did, trying to paint himself as a nice guy, and, and putting he so says much that so often. Put it so much effort on it. Yeah, he keeps he saying he's so like, much, man, I'm a he's like I'm, I'm a such nice a good guy. guy. I'm a he's nice, like I just do some fucked up shit, like verbatim. That's a but quote. But in the same <laughs> sentence, would say like I'm a sex addict, or I don't like prostitutes, and you're saying things that contradict your I'm a nice guy's guy. phrase because nice guys don't kill people like right. that's nice guys talk shit about people a lot. right i could have kept doing it like how are you gonna say you're a nice only, guy not only that and say you could have kept doing it not only that what proves the motive and proves the premeditation the fact that this is a pattern behavior this isn't just him reacting or doing things because he feels like he's saving the world mm-hmm. he used to say he used to plan this depending on his lawn care schedule like if he didn't have to do any lawns monday morning he would stay out late into the morning looking for someone to rape and then murder. Like, it's not like this guy, he's obviously bad. And so she would say, you don't think you're maybe a little bit of a bad guy, Willie? Mm-hmm. He's like, nope, man. And I remember the first, I was listening to the, the audio on her website mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, the reason I, the reason I wrote back to you is because you were really upfront with me. You just didn't bullshit me or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did she not? I need to see all these letters. So yeah. I can't wait for this book to come out so I could read all because- this. It seems like when he was talking to the reporter and the reporter was like confronting him on the victim, yes. he ended the phone call. So like, no, how much you. of Anne's conversation with him was really like, up you know, front and up bullshit front. free. I think you probably went in like, I just want to get to know She's you. She's like, I think you were super misunderstood. I just want to know the details right. of it. I know no one's listening to your side of things. And he was like, well, goddamn, you're right. That, right. that reporter was like, so... When you killed so-and-so, click. Right, right. As soon as a name popped up, you know. And that's the thing about serial killers. A lot of them, especially the ones that confess, they do want to get their story out there. They want. Right. He gave himself a name. That the was sick ra- the reaper. sick ripper. The, yeah, like he Which gave himself. Which is him a corny-ass fucking It's name. corny, but he's trying to make himself right famous. Right up there with the baker butcher. Right. He's trying to make himself significant. He wants his, even his childhood, he was like, 
my i grew up well i grew up like this i grew up like that just to make himself di- he's he says i'm different from the rest of the serial killers. a lot of serial killers didn't grow up poor bro right he's like. trying to make himself <laughs> so significant some of them had really hands-on parents um was it robert hansen yeah who had like not not a te- not a terrible childhood right, you know you're right. like oh this doesn't make any sense but like instead of and i don't know if she's talking to his family either i'm i'm sure they're around somewhere someone had Changing to know names him. hiding right but well, they're also from virginia so he's right. not from here he just did his crime but if so she's doing i'm talking about the author if she's doing the work i hope she went down there and did some work oh because for the for the bio for be, the biographic right stuff. because yeah, when I'm she sure. was talking she's like yeah he grew up in a nice but are you listening Hampton, to Virginia him is nice. yeah but are you just <laughs> listening to him and believing it or are you actually doing the footwork and following up i doubt she's traveling i i know that she's still working right as a but i i mean her interest in this case was like accidental like she was looking for right. other serial ca- killer cases and then this kept popping up when she first started so but she started work, looking and then so. she was like i'm gonna i'm gonna do I'm you gonna gotta do, do the work though you have to i know she probably has and she had as a lawyer, you need but researching she didn't, But skills. she didn't do the... I mean, research methods. I hated that fucking Like, class. you're... Me too. Same. Oh, my God. I hated it. Fucking, oh, my God. I don't even know what that was. That research method was something, something 400. Any social it. work, <laughs> research class, quantitative, qualitative. I wanted nothing to do it. And to this day, I'm dreading that about grad school. I'm, but... <laughs> and look at me. I'm over here. <laughs> I'm over here, like, just wait. I, I see it in the curriculum. I'm like, I don't I'm want any this. part of this. <laughs> I was like, if I can... If I can pass this class with a C plus, I think I got a D, and I'm like, I'm just ready in my head. I'm like, I'm gonna have to do really well with these other classes because I know this one right here. Right, I just like, (laughs) I I mean, as of right now, I've got, I guess, would you call that like a three point seven? Not that it really matters because like this is the first like part of it, yeah, right? It's whatever. (laughs) I mean, I, 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 look at you shining, 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 shining. Well, I mean, look at me. I got, I got four podcasts, man. You know, um. (laughs) <laughs> I'm working full time. I'm a full time student, and I'm just you know. Again, I mean, China, some, China, of China, are, China, some of us some of us can excel yeah. with pressure. Some of us don't. But no, I think <laughs> it's funny that I just I also just think it's a level of disrespect that she didn't do it the right, right. way. The, before I reached out, if we ever uh, decide to interview a serial killer on what did you do or something like that, the first people I would reach out to is the people who are affected by this person's actions, right. and if they want that person, if they want their names and their like to be brought back up and yada yada yada, the, like right? that's a you're respect making thing. their person again. We focus too much on the mur- the, the murder and so the not, ripples that they cause, right? You know? and, and like I mean, we yes, neglect the, the victims. They're the interest. I mean, to be fair, they are the uh, quote unquote interesting right. part of it because you want to know what makes people tick. But like the way you go about like make the fact that you write an auto- you're writing a biography about this man. And the, none of the victims, like, even when all the news outlets reached out to the victim's family, none of them have heard back. Like, no one's wrote. And it's also Connecticut. So, like, right. so, like you have to understand that there's a certain pride in Connecticut, mm-hmm. especially ar- amongst the brown people, like Puerto Ricans and black people. Like, unless we're murdered on, like, unjustly by the police, where it's a systematic thing, right. if someone's taking somebody away from us who's already been struggling with life problems, like substance abuse, uh, uh, violence in the home, mm-hmm. domestic violence, those are things we're not going to want to, you know, in our family's dirty laundry, so you're gonna keep them to yourself. So, but like I said, like <clears throat> we do focus on the killer, and not too much of the victims and the victim's family. And I, I, they don't. I don't feel like they usually get the say in all this. Most right. of them do. If somebody does it right. Um, but in this case, I'm not too sure if she went and... She, I don't think she did. No. I really don't think she did because I, I feel like... Because, again, all the defense, all the defensive posts that she's placed, like, right. I, it's a means to an end, guys. I'm a mother of two. I know what it's... I, I, I have that feeling I want to protect my babies, but you haven't lost a baby, and that's the problem. But let's wrap this up because you have places to go. I've got things to do Fortnite. So, uh, mm-hmm. D, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at D underscore light four on Instagram and uh, Twitter. There yeah. you go. Yeah. You see how much I use Twitter? I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm on there sometimes. I love Twitter. Like, I'm I... trying so hard. I don't have anything to say. Well, well, that's unfortunate. So you can find <laughs> me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. It's all one name. It's at Charnel B. At one point, I'll stop spelling it, but it's C-H-A-R-N as in Nancy E-I-L-B. You can find the podcast on Twitter and on Instagram at what did you do pod. Please email us if you guys have, I, I know you guys are listening. So email us if you have any cases in your hometown that you would like us to take some time to research and get into or any, any of your favorite, uh, serial killer cases that already haven't been done 17,000 times. Like eventually we'll get to a Jeffrey Dahmer, even though like he's my favorite, but like it's been done so many times. 
I mean, like Gacy, Bundy, uh, Fish, you, that's his, your favorite. We're going to have to get to him. We're going point. to. But it's one of those things, him. like, if you have things that you want to hear from us or mm-hmm. you don't want to do the research yourself, let us do it. Any victims' families, too. Reach out. Oh, get yeah. your side. Um, we'll talk about it. We will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do that. Find us there. Um, check uh, D out every Wednesday um, on Unspoken Citizen Podcast. Check me out every Tuesday, Tuesday. on What About Your Friends. Um Obviously, uh, every <laughs> wait, every, there are more. Hold right, on, every other Wednesday on Boys Love Me. <laughs> wait me up when you're done. And then, uh, starting next next month, uh, in March, I'm dropping uh, Two Man Fast Break, my basketball podcast with my boy Justin. It's gonna be lit, it's gonna be so much fun. I love the sport. And if you love the sport, go check that out. Follow us on Twitter at Two Man Fast Break. Other than that, I have nothing else to say to y'all. This has been fun. I'm caffeinated and ready to go. So uh, until next time, y'all, take care of yourselves. Say bye. Oh, okay. Bye.